Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Anime Lounge Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt, alongside with my other host, Lance. As always, we have an adult beverage of choice. My adult beverage of choice today is going to be Journeyman's Distillery Corsets, Whips, and Whiskey. I finished the bottle on this day, so just getting the last little bit that I have left. And then I've got a a Summer Shanty because uh, just trying to enjoy what summer shanty i can get depending on how that whole uh situation with line and kugels goes yeah what about you lance yeah and by situation with line he's he means that they're the workers are on strike so we'll see how long we can find some cans around here yes uh i mean i get there i completely understand why they're on strike uh back them 100 percent. but obviously if i have some cans i'm gonna keep drinking it agreed <laughs> and for me, I'm going to be drinking what's left of my Glen Levet 14 year uh, Scotch whiskey, and then after that, I will be pretty much finishing my old bottle of Tomatin uh, says Highland single malt Scotch whiskey. There which, you go. From what I remember, that was decent too. Yeah, wasn't that uh, Glen Levet uh, birthday present? Wasn't that one what that is? No, no, oh. that one was uh, like some kind of tropical uh, uh, variation. It was super good. It was I liked it. Yeah, yeah I finished that a long time ago. <laughs> no, but Glenny 14 is uh, one of my favorites. So Yeah, definitely have to get another bottle because it's it's good. It is good. Oh, yeah. Typically keep that stashed in the house at all times <laughs> for, for just some me time. <laughs> but before we get too far, Lance, you want to give us that Lance's lesson? Yes. Today is Lance's Lessons is going to be the Japanese word for artificial intelligence, and that is Jinko Chino, spelled J-I-N-K-O-C-H-I-N-O. And Jinko Chino is super obviously relevant to today's episode and pretty much all of SAO in general because artificial intelligence is basically what we're all covering and especially now because they're bringing artificial intelligence back to the real world yeah and i mean let's be honest even in our own real world chat gp and gt chat gbt gbt that's what it is um is just taking over you've got uh, ai art you've uh, speaking of strikes you know the the whole strike thing with the writers and actors they were threatening to use artificial intelligence to write scripts so yeah it's coming full circle right and you know it's fun that we're talking about this now in our current date but anybody that's listening to this in the future this is you know we're recording this mid-august of 2023 so can't wait to see what the future does about artificial intelligence yeah it's going it's going places it (laughs) yeah to the least it's the least you can say yeah definitely it's it's crazy how it works. I know in my job, they're using uh, bots and stuff to just do behind the scenes stuff. It's it's everywhere and people don't even realize it. It's crazy. But I'm not nearly smart enough to talk about artificial intelligence. So we'll leave that to the anime and they can make it as wild and crazy as they want to because it makes it realistic. Right. And <laughs> we won't jump too far ahead. We'll save. Let's kind of go a little chronological in our discussion between when it comes to uh, other topics. But we'll save that for one of our final discussions in the last couple episodes okay um also another thing before we get too far uh matt was there a matt's manga mentions for this unfortunately no there's not going to be a manga mention for this one if there would have been i probably would have said the exact same thing as part one of alicization where i told you to just read the light novel because it was terrible well in this case you don't even get a manga so (laughs) read the light novel yeah uh 
you were saying earlier that the manga only went as far as you know part one and they're not here for part two yeah it, it's kind of whatever i was so disappointed by the first part beyond just getting more sao stuff content i i'm not disappointed that there's not a manga for it because i probably would have been disappointed in that one too right also maybe maybe i should give everybody a quick recap of what this is and give everyone a synopsis because usually we do that earlier yeah yeah let's uh <laughs> let's get into that one all right uh so as we continue our series of alicization we find our main character kirito in a coma after his fight with the pontifex six months go by while under the care of alice and her sister back in ruid an american squad had been planning to infiltrate wrath which we saw at the end of the first half and ends up diving back into the underworld to retrieve the valuable alice Fluxlight. the americans started a final stress test and launches an all-out war where the humans are now fighting the dark territory winner takes alice and rules over the underworld or so we thought. Yeah, that's what I wrote. Yeah, uh, that's pretty. That sounded like a WWE kind of plot twist going on right there. But yeah, it kind of exactly what what happened. So right. Yeah, because the you know our bad guys, you know Vecta and uh, Gabriel and Critter. You know their big goal was to take over, get Alice, and completely you know t- screw over the underworld. Even though like I think one or two of them wanted to be like, yeah, well we can. Oh no 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 no. I was just they wanted to oh i think critter was saying no no not critter it was gabriel who was saying that he wanted to like take over and get rich off of like movie stuff like put people into the this world and they can watch movies and this kind of amazing animation no so uh you're thinking of vasigo uh casalis yeah gabriel no so gabriel was the dark god vecta and then oh oh that's right vasio was the guy who had like the scar type thing on the side of his face yes yes that's what i was talking about uh he called himself prince of hell or poh uh yeah that guy he was from laughing coffins he was talking about taking this world and using it for essentially movies which vecta or gabriel was like yeah no dumbass that doesn't work like that so and essentially gabriel just wanted alice's soul to consume which i thought was super weird but we can talk about that later right and so it's that's what they that's unfortunately uh visagio v-a-s-s-a-g-o does not use his name very often so they they just kind of call him the dark knights or yeah that's pretty much the best way to think of just or scarface guy yes and yeah so those two characters and then you had oh man the uh Critter was the nerd, quote unquote, guy that was the hacker. Yeah, I, I kind of learned to like him. He was, uh, you know, he had some back talk to him every time he was talking to Scarface, and like he was, it's not like he was always trying to be a dick. It's like this is the re- situation, this is the reality of it, and I'm not trying to fluff it up, kind of stuff. Yes, he he was basically just like, hey, I get it, not possible. Uh, yeah, make it, do something, to make it possible, and so it, it yeah, it's kind of here and there. Not uh, nothing to he was fine to me <laughs> yeah um, he was he was fine and 
yeah, I guess since we're talking about characters, do you have a favorite character from Alicization War of the Underworlds? Is it the same character from part one or is it an entirely yeah. new character? All right. So it's a little impossible for me to continue with what I was agreeing with on the last part, which was Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, um, he's basically he's dead, but he's his sword's still dead. there. He's a little dead. <laughs> a little <Yes>. dead. <laughs> Um, I do want to go with Bricoli. He was okay. Pretty, he was pretty badass. Yes, yes, he was. And, and that might go hand in hand with the uh, one of my favorite scenes that that's coming to my head right now. But I'll explain that in a minute. But yeah, Bricoli and his uh his ability to slash time and stuff. It's uh, it's too good. I do have okay. I do have a second one. So <laughs> okay, so I should have went. I should have went second. <laughs> who who is yours? Oh man. Um. I Bercoli is awesome. He is not my favorite though. Uh, his I do want to talk about him some more. Uh, so I kind of want to go with this way. So for the human world individuals, I'm gonna go with. Oh man, I guess I'm gonna kind of go with Alice. Okay. Uh, I I just keep going back to her. I'm like trying not to think that she was the best character throughout the entire series. But to me, she she was probably my favorite character throughout the entire series. I'm talking about from beginning to end. So after she is in our real world and kind of has that um, sarcastic asshole tones to her where she that during the interview that yeah. guy was like well just open up your head and let me see your internals and she was like well why don't I open up your head and see your brain to make sure that you're a human yeah and exactly I love that part so much yes it just that that uh spunk as you could say that she's got especially in the real world that I, I really much uh did enjoy and then because I know you've got a second one hopefully I don't ruin it but um Ishikan yep is uh is my favorite from the underworld yeah he's he's Khan Ishikan uh he's the pugilist leader the guy with the yellow hair and the fist he's fighting that other uh synthesis knight he, he was awesome um Shieta synthesis 12 I don't think I said her name right, but uh, yes, that one. S-H-E-Y-T-A. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Sheeta. Sheeta? Okay. Yeah. I mean, even Sheeta was pretty cool, too. But She was super cool. He's kind of just, he was way too badass. Oh, uh, he was super badass. Um, he was my original favorite. I can't believe I forgot <laughs> to say that right away. So I definitely yeah. stole your second favorite then. Or did you have a different second favorite? No, he was, he was my original first favorite. But then okay. Bercoli, you know, Bercoli just sticks to you so hard because you just, you've just, you know, known him for so long. But yes, he is also yeah. the epitome. Bercoli is the epitome of like the number one knights. Yeah. So just um, all those characteristics that you want, the father figure, the mentor figure, just seeing all the battles and kind of willing to admit when he's like, yeah, uh, no, I've been in a lot of battles, but Kirito has been in so many more than I can even imagine imagine and he's like shit okay yep yep that's true so yeah exactly and i don't know how i i don't mean to bring yu yu Hakusho back into this but <laughs> every time i look at him i think of suzaku okay. from there from the saint beast arc yep it's just it's right there his hair his <laughs> i don't know really more along the lines of I don't know. Whatever. He just reminded me of it. The abilities are nowhere the same. You know, he's got skin as hard as stronger than stone. He's got these amazing so bursts of punches. Just so that nobody's confused, you're talking about Ishkan, right? Yeah, yeah. Going back to him. Okay, yep. Uh, just because we were talking about Bercoli, so I didn't want to didn't want to leave anybody to be confused. Oh yeah, with... good point. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's I completely understand what you're going with as far as that reference is concerned. And of course, you know that's our gateway anime slash the one of our favorites. So it's very easy to 
kind of want to reference everybody into them. Right. You know, I try not to. That's all right. Yeah, sorry, sorry I threw that in there. But yeah, we can go back to Bercoli. Uh Yeah, he's he's just your badass number one knight, and he's he's intelligent, he's strong, he's a great leader. He's got a you know when he's trying to get everyone to get after Asuna made her appearance. You know he's he knew to bring everyone together because this wasn't going to be like a one on one conversation. This is a everyone needs to be on the same page, and I just led that conversation in a way. Yeah, no, exactly. He he is definitely deserving to be the number one integrity knight beyond just being the first one right man uh i was gonna ask you if you had a favorite integrity knight but that kind of i feel like it's got to be Bercoli, so that's uh, a bad question <laughs> yeah it's a little hard to get away from that well then how about i ask it this way do you have a favorite fights between the integrity knights so of all the integrity knight fights is he still your favorite yeah and okay. that kind of that kind of comes you know at the end when he's fighting vecta yep and i thought his his fight was awesome yeah and it was you know just it was just a good fight at first and then when he finally gets that idea it's not so much an idea but he shows us viewers that not only can he flat or us uh, not only can he slash into the future, but he can slash into the past. And yep. that's how he was going to take out Vecta. I was like, oh my God, that's so awesome. And then on top of that, it wasn't just going to be some kind of anime logic. This is how we we're going to defeat this guy. Like he had, he put up quite the fight mm-hmm. and Vecta was stopping him at every turn. And he had no, he almost had no chance to do anything. And then Bercoli finally got his, you know, reverse time slash thing in. And then all takes to his dragon, by the way, that was, oh yeah. Oh man. To ever feel bad for an animal, it's gotta be right there. Cause it's just like, no, not the dragon. You're always feeling bad for these dragons too. <laughs> like, they are so loyal to their, uh, to their knights. I know it. I'm so glad that the the two. I'm drawing a blank on what their actual names are because it's like some German name that's super kind of hard to say. Yeah, and I didn't even write them down. Just those two. I'm so glad that they Kirito basically reverse timed them and brought them back to eggs so that they could come back eventually. Oh, yeah. Eventually, yeah, eventually, and yeah, we didn't even really see them. So you you did. You saw them right at the end when Alice they came were, back. Yep, I was just about to say that. Yeah, she just held up her hands and two eggs appeared out of nowhere. She had a pouch on her side. They were safely <laughs> stored on the side of her hip yeah yeah that's true so i guess we might see them in the next and final series of sao which we'll talk about at the end yeah i mean how else are they gonna fly around if against uh planes than dragons come on yeah exactly you're gonna need them but yes, to go back to uh, Alicization, uh, World of War of the Underworld, definitely a mouthful. Yeah. Oh, man. So he, Bercoli was your favorite fight as far yeah. as the Integrity Knights are concerned. Man. Okay. Yeah, what about uh, you? So I kind of want to say, I kind of want to say it's Sheeta because that needle blade that she had that she was like just straight taking out arms and legs and all these other limbs with no hesitation for anything. Yeah, right. Uh, so I... I guess I'm going to, but I did like, um, DeSolbert. He's the archer guy where he's just racking oh, bow or yeah. Arrow De- after arrow. Deus. Deus, Albert. Deus. Yes. And his, I'll be completely honest. All of them were so badass and so cool. Yeah, Even right. eventually when, uh, Renly finally came into battle after being a little bitch. Yeah. I, I, I want to 
Finish all right. Finish your thought, and then let's go back to Renly because I want to talk about him for a second. I will say this show did its due justice for every uh, Integrity Night. You got to see all their moves. You got to see them go all out, and everybody got their due justice as far as not just being an Integrity Night by name. You really got to see them, so I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I 100 agree because I mean they only showed us a small handful out of the 31. Yujiro uh, being 32, but obviously he's you know not around but yeah it was and we even got a an, an acceptable shitty answer on why not all 31 of them were present <laughs> but yes. like i said it's acceptable yes I, I completely agree so what were you gonna say about renly okay renly for all of our viewers he was the green-haired one that was a coward in, in you know hiding from the war for a for a minute so yeah. back when we were getting his uh backstory this was before he was an official knight we got to see his one of his final duels with his friend and how he was dueling him and he went over for an over the head slash slashed through his friend's sword and cut his face open and that was a big emotional moment for Renly. Yes. But but like we learned with all the synthesized knights is their memories all get erased. So why would he remember this if this was before his uh, you know, his his transformation? Because it was a core thing. Basically, it was something that can't so his desire to not fight was in his core, there was no way to get around it. Even if he couldn't remember why he didn't enjoy fighting anymore, he knew he couldn't fight. Right. So yeah, this is like one of those intense memory things that the Pontifex just couldn't get rid of because there was always a little bit of something left behind that she couldn't completely override. So yep. I guess this is this is it for him. Yeah, and I'll accept that as a reason because... I mean, it does make them kind of human, even though they're not supposed to be humans. Right. So I just wanted to bring that out in conversation. So it's a little bit of a tweak, but it's acceptable enough. His his weapons were pretty cool. He basically had these shuriukens that he threw and really did some major damage. Yeah, so then they combined into each other and made a really big one. I don't know how I feel about that because, I, I don't know, it seemed kind of anticlimactic just like he was. So I guess it works out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was it was the next step up. It just wasn't anything, you know, as amazing. But that's that's okay because he's not a super important character. Yes. But even I, uh oh sorry, you go. No, you're good. Uh but even those twin little girls, you know, to tie in with uh him, Fitzel twenty nine and Linnell twenty eight. The, those the two girls. blonde girls they were really funny because they were like yeah you because know, renly was you know supposed to be their their senior in terms of seniority so they yep. had to follow under him and they were just all being like cocky little kids and be like oh you know we already took care of all the bad guys in this area we already have kirito <laughs> safe what do you want us to do and he's like okay we'll go do this I'm like okay that was the obvious answer we'll go do it cool thanks i i didn't know i was gonna do that already cool Thank you. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that was that was comical and it was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I completely agree. It was very realistic. I enjoyed it. I then I guess there's only two integrity nights that we need to talk about. Uh one was Fanatio. Uh-huh. 
Fanatio was the woman. Yep, Synthesis 2. She's the one that can shoot the, like, laser beams from the sun out. And then we find out that she's pregnant. Yeah, that threw me off so bad. (laughs) That was episode 14. Yes. Like, she made... She just made a quick little comment and it was, you know, give our baby a happy life. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Did you say that correctly? Did, or did you, you two Wait a thing? Seconds. And then like a minute later, they just said, yeah, uh, our baby is going to grow up or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay. So not only did we find out that Bercoli and Fernatio are having a baby or they had, you know, these are knights that had a relationship together. But then we had, you know, in the beginning of the series when we were following the Dark Knights and there was that Dark Knight leader and he had that purple haired chick back when Vecta made his appearance. You know, they were going to be a a thing and you kind of wanted to root for him. But then Vecta had to go fuck shit up. And (laughs) that's a a nice way to put it. Yeah. (laughs) So it was just kind of funny that. We saw that on the bad side, and then now here we are seeing it on the good side. It was, you know, kind of the same thing. I would say it's definitely the same thing. It, yeah, because it was. Oh man, I'm drawing a blank on what her actual name is. Not, not really too much of a, not the biggest of deals. Yeah, so I, I did end up finding it. It was a Lipa that was the one that was trying to seduce Vecta to try and kill him, which obviously didn't work out in the slightest. And then the Dark Integrity Knight, I guess you could say it, was... Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't write down their names. Well, I think they only literally said it once or twice, so... <laughs> Probably. But yeah, he was the leader of the Integr- Dark Integrity Knights. Yes. And, uh, I'm not finding it, which... But everybody knows who who we're talking about, and he goes crazy. I thought that was really cool in the beginning of the season, just kind of showing everything, and I did end up finding it. It's uh, Vixer. Vixer, okay. Yes, it's his name. He kind of goes berserk and does what we've kind of seen, where through the power of sheer determination, you can, uh, in this case, anime logic or game logic yourself to be stronger, and it again is for nothing against vecta right yeah i guess we got to what i was just saying we got to see the our dark knight turn into this giant tornado blast and just get super strong and it was really cool like i was it was probably gonna turn into something interesting and then vecta had to go and like just completely cancel it out not only cancel it out but like dude just evaporated into thin air yeah i'll be completely honest i didn't like their reasoning where i was like oh this guy has no feelings he is nothing so if you use hate and anger to kill this person he won't die and it's like that's, yeah right that's that's not how a person works but okay um <laughs> yeah because they brought that up twice the second time i can get it because he was no longer human at that point but the yeah, first right? time where he was vecta still you could have like just made it so that it like cut him and it didn't actually do anything like that would have been to be completely honest that probably would have been more cool to see where it's like oh shit this guy is that strong where this super badass looking move did absolutely nothing to him yeah i 100 agree i think that would have been a slightly better route to go but nah, it it was visually stunning i'll give it that one it looked cool right just because this is something that i thought of man did this show uh it went there if it wanted to show body parts it was giving you body parts if it wanted to show just raunchy angles um that whole meme where it's talking about uh anime angles being weird and stuff 
I know I sent you a screenshot. It was like it was behind TIL and oh, yeah, that one uh, facing towards Vecta. And if anybody remembers what she wears, which isn't a whole lot, um, <laughs> yeah, it's there. And then you've got when the Dark Knight's second in command, uh, Lipa, is trying to seduce Vecta. It's all there for the for the show. This this show is definitely not for kids. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Yeah, it's it's a lot more mature than what the first season definitely showed that's that's for sure yes uh i know i'd said it on our last episode when we talked about alicization but this is what i thought sao was going to be like to be completely honest yeah this this just brought it to the next level and it did nothing but amaze me all the time the story writing was really good the character development was really good the all the characters were good and no crazy cgi you had your typical anime logic stuff which i don't care i'll get over it. it it's not really a big deal to me because if you can explain your anime logic i'll completely accept it Ooh, there is one anime logic in this that <laughs> i did not accept okay and that was at the very end where kaiba took over nichiman this the other robot and he's getting shot at and he's got to go take care of that bomb that's going <laughs> to blow up the turtle and he's a robot he's in a he's a human made robot in the real world and all of his functions go away <laughs> and then all of a sudden by sheer willpower his body comes back at full capacity and somehow is able to complete the mission well that's just like pulling the um, timer off the c4 it's not going to cause that to happen uh yeah okay yeah. yes I'll, I'll give you that one uh, i'll completely give you that one but that's, if that's the only true one i can say but yeah sorry go on that's just like when in the first season of sao when kirito dies and then he willpowers himself alive and then defeats kaiba that way and it's like what no yeah it doesn't work yeah and this in this made-up world, when you die, you die. Except for those two. Yeah, that's uh, so crazy. But, yeah. Okay, yes, I'll give you that one. I thought you were going to bring up the deaths of, like, the actual deaths of Gabriel and Visaggio because their face were all like shrunken in and everything but then you have Kirito and Asuna that are perfectly fine after the same amount of time after less time yeah you know what <laughs> I didn't even think about that so I will say the only way I can logic this one is the fact that they died in the game and they believe they died within their soul versus within Kirito and Asuna they never died so right. their soul is still going their soul's soul is still reviving themselves and that's why they don't look like the way they do right but that's and me using anime logic on anime logic so. right and for all we know they could have had their real life bodies taken better care of uh our good our, our good computer guy higa you know he could have probably gone in and adjusted a few things too you never know i don't think anything got adjusted but yeah because well, it took a couple of weeks or like what was it like four days or something like that for the 200 years to actually pass by something along those lines no i think it only took um like an hour but it probably took some period of time to like get them to be able to log out and not just obliterate themselves right that part i guess i don't remember uh exactly the time period in which they went from the war 
to the acceleration to getting out of the STL. Yeah, because the only thing that I can really remember is when Kirito is in the hospital and Asuna comes and visits him and Kirito made a comment like he's, you know, he was in his coma for like two or three months or something like that. And Two weeks. It was t- so that was two weeks, but that was after they had already come back from the STL. Okay, yeah, that sounds familiar. So as far as them getting awakened after them essentially rebuilding the underworld, I don't know, but... That's kind of maybe we'll find out in the next and last season, but I don't I don't know. Right. I guess we'll see. Or again, if any of our <laughs> listeners have read the light novel, you know, leave a comment. Let us know some interesting information as well. Yeah. Uh, if somebody needs us to put it in the questions on Spotify, I can do that. Just I would appreciate some uh, feedback. That would be awesome. Just quick shameless plug going on right there right (laughs) but so now that we've uh sidetracked ourselves super far let's talk about our last uh integrity night and that is eldrie synthesis 31 yep the guy with the snake whip mr crybaby (laughs) well he was the one in love with alice and it wasn't reciprocated in the slightest so no yeah that was pretty funny uh he was he was a great character you know he also had some anime logic at in him for the final moment of his life hey you can will yourself alive remember that (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah so in his final moments he is flying with alice on dragons to go fight uh the dark mage dil and she has taken the lives of like three thousand orcs and blasted these uh worm-like monsters at him and he's letting all of those monsters chase him and he uses a snake whip to blast through some and he even went negative hp thought that was yeah 150 like one hundred fifty thousand negative hp yeah no yeah. that's that's okay that's extra life he's using <laughs> uh i don't know the the space as his extra life i i don't know i i have a good explanation for that one yeah i don't know but he was one of the characters that we saw where his pluck light completely you know faded out uh, he is definitely no more yes he he is no more and as far as an integrity night well let me put it this way do, do you have a least favorite one it might have been eldrie <laughs> Uh, his, like, I know I said crybaby, like his, um, his emotional side was just too much for me. Okay. Yeah. That was kind of, you know, just annoying in a way. Okay. Did you have a least favorite? Renly. Just complete. Mm. No, I couldn't do it. I didn't like his weapons. Um, yeah, I see what you're going. Yeah, I, I can agree with that too. Just running away. He was my least favorite. I I will say I didn't mind him, but if I had to pick a least favorite, it's going to be him. It just didn't didn't like him as a character yeah i wish we did get to see a little bit more of uh deus albert you know he he did some great stuff with his fire bows and completely destroying you know like waves of uh the orcs or goblins one of the two goblins goblins yep and yeah i mean he was just doing crowd control really it was it's pretty awesome yeah i wish he could have like made a bigger fire blast like why did why do you wait for him to spread out so you can only anime logic that's all i can (laughs) yeah let's do the integrity thing and let's only kill a handful at a time instead of going right in the middle and making a really big fireball all right or shooting like like why didn't they use their dragons and funnel them and just start obliterating wave after wave that way like there's so there's so many better ways they could have fought but this is also using new age tactics versus open warfare kind of thing so yeah oh not only not only that but yeah we have 
a handful of characters that could do crowd control kind of things. You know, the arrows can take out a big bunches and he was uh the dragons could just breathe fire and wreak havoc that way we eventually did get to see alice's giant moon blast or crystal blast or whatever that mirror ball was yep and she could have used her rose petal fire thing that isn't um you had made a good point like once you said that when i was watching this i was like oh shit that's exactly what that is yeah Uh, uh byakuya senbunzaka yep that that move especially now i don't i don't know if you're caught up on bleach but absolutely they look similar yeah exactly so she could have just obliterated wave after wave without even trying but here we are make it less climactic if they would have done it that way so i guess it's uh theatrical we'll just put it that way yeah and in the end it all worked out i mean it was still good still a fun time watching everybody fight and getting a little bit more character development out of everybody's fights yep that's i so i do want to ask what did you think of this because you hadn't seen this before and i had been trying to get you to watch this for a while yeah uh overall or stay focusing on the war um let's do let's just do overall and if we want to we can break down the war a little bit better okay overall absolutely fantastic I loved it all. The war was obviously the biggest part of it. I'm really happy that they brought AI, you know, brought from babies, lived their own lives, and then brought into the real world because, you know, who knows? That might actually be a real possibility in our future. So it's food for thought in that kind of way. So yeah. I like that. And then to go back into the underworld where, you know, Kirito wants to go back. Asuna, you know, she's just going to follow Kirito. But Alice, more importantly, wants to go back. And then we finally go back. And then, like, they're in space for whatever reason, away from their home planet. And then a whole new shit bomb just goes on them. So it gives you something to look forward to. I really hope they don't mess up and make space boring or too extreme or anything along those lines. Don't know how I feel about that quite yet, but I guess, you know, (laughs) we'll get there in a couple of years. Yeah. But yeah, overall, absolutely amazing. Good. I'm glad I can finally get you to watch this. I guess my follow-up question is, do you regret not watching this sooner? I do. And <laughs> like we said in the last episode, it's kind of because SAO1 was awesome, and then the next two were a bit of a step down, and then season, you know, Alicization came out. I was like, yeah, I'll get to it eventually, but <laughs> too late. A little, waited a little too long, but I'm glad I watched it now, so. Yeah, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you could kind of see where I was coming from because I had watched this when it was only subbed and yeah. I was like, oh, granted, that was whew, that was uh 2017. No way, really? That long ago? Yeah, yeah, that was. Wow, this has been on for a while. It has, and I think 2017 was when it came out. So I think I was watching it like right after it came out, kind of stuff. Right. But it, it was good. I will say I'm looking forward to the next part. But that means it's been six years since this came out, and we're not getting the next part. They're like, oh yeah, this is gonna be the last part. But now we're gonna give you movies from the past instead we're like no no (laughs) finish yeah so it makes you question you know how far is the light novel do they have enough content to go off of they're already saying this is the final so is the light novels even completed yeah you know that's a very good question so i think it's a good time for a break Toasties, I'm Missy, here with my bestie Johnsy. Hey y'all. Do you like mind-blowing crime cases, spooky tales, and debating theories? 
What a clinky dink, so do we. Grab your beverage and be a part of our Toasted Shenanigans on your favorite podcast app. You can even send us a story or drink suggestion. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or at ToastedShenanigans.com. Hey, this is Tyler, one of the hosts of RangerCast. On our show, we talk about Power Rangers and other multi-huge spandex heroes. We've got news, reviews, interviews. We talk about the comics, the games, the toys, and all things more phenomenal. Find us at Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or check us out at RangerCast.net. May the power protect you. And welcome back from our break. So we left you off with us searching for the current spot on where the light novel could be. And Matt, what did you find? So I did find that the main series is still ongoing as of 2022. That's the most current thing I could find was basically a year ago. Everything that I'm finding is saying that the next arc is the last arc. Um, The creator author or whatever you want to call it has confirmed it's going to be the last one uh riki kalahara uh stated this is going to be the last arc so pretty easy to say that the next series is going to be the last part of the series nothing says that the last part of the series can't be like three seasons don't really know yeah i mean yeah alicization was two big seasons so yeah exactly and if it stays on pace with how alicization is no issues with it being three four seasons if it stays good i have no idea what's going on in this last arc so it could be something you could have like a civil war in the underworld and then have a civil war in the real world like there's so many possibilities that could happen that i don't know it it might be two or three seasons Right. I would be insanely shocked if nothing happens in the real world with the AI coming to, you know, try to, you know, be civilized with humans and get their rights or have further conversation with that going forward. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting. I wonder if they're waiting for the series to conclude or maybe they're waiting for the author uh, Reki to say, hey, this is going to be my last book start because i will be done with the book by the time you finish the series because i do like the way anime is going now where they're not trying to add too much fluff unless it's bardo which yeah you know that's uh that's whatever right and dragon ball super uh typical dragon ball z um fashion where they're just adding a bunch of filler anyway so it's whatever right and as far as us viewers on sao goes I wouldn't consider too much to be fluff anyway, so it's it's pretty tight-knit for a legit story. Yeah, and if there is a bunch of fluff, let us know. I would be more than happy to find out that, you know, hey, this entire training arc was not in the light novel. I'd be like, oh, cool. Uh, so what did happen then? <laughs> exactly. But it's all good. Yes. Um. So let's kind of talk about the real-world characters, because we haven't really talked about them yet. Sure. So as far as real-world characters go, we have, you know, 
our hero cast as far as like uh we have asana and sinan and a couple other people that are in you know lifa obviously too lifa the cousin and klein and agio and just you know a couple more others you know just the people the people that we've come to learn in the previous series and you know they're uh they're starting to make appearances to help out in the underworld yes i will say i did enjoy uh lesbis lesbis basically speech with all of the alfine characters trying to get them to basically convert their characters to the underworld to help out and i just i kind of appreciate that they're not just kind of anime logicking this and just being like oh yeah no let's all go help kirito he's in danger let's go help him which i mean the main characters did or well sorry the side characters did but not every single individual was all up in arms about just converting their character yeah i like that a lot because it brought you know real world you know conflict into this because because uh if you were in that situation where you were playing a whole different game you spent months years so many hours into one specific game and made your character super awesome there only to be asked to uh, be hey transfer your stuff over to a new game and if you die there you lose literally everything and you won't get anything in return that's a that's a legit fear what she had also said that there's no guarantee that once you convert it it'll come back like there you yeah, not might even that. so that makes it even worse or it's just like now i'm gonna help the this random game this random thing yeah cool kirito helped us in alo but all right cool i don't care like he didn't pay for all my skins and for my memberships and for the game and the hundreds of hours i have in um playing this game like i can get it it's not an easy thing to just be like yeah cool sign me up exactly i mean yeah even if transferring all your stuff over would make you a pretty awesome character uh it's it's still just that you know not knowing part yeah, yeah i don't know if i would at yeah it'd be very very hard especially especially if it was just like oh please help me and i have no idea who you are i'd probably be like hmm yeah sorry i'll pass right. like, to be completely honest like it's like uh they didn't no idea what that guy's name was but you know it's you're spending hundreds of hours playing this game and now you just want me to throw it away that is not something anybody can easily just do yeah yeah they, it's a very important concept i'm glad they threw it in because it, yeah i don't think you're gonna convince many people to actually do something like that yeah the two of the i think they said there were six thousand people that showed up uh to the event so you a third of the people converted huh? i mean that's a lot that is a lot but it it's not everybody and they were getting tens and tens of thousands of americans and koreans and chinese I think that's all the uh, the ethnicities that went in as the red characters. You looking it up? Yeah, yeah, that's what I wrote down too. China and Korea. But yeah, so. there was a shit ton, and you know they it may have been a large number, and yes, they all came as like level one grunts or whatever. But you know, it's a it's a large quantity of people that can still do plenty of damage. Yeah, you, um, power in numbers, as they like to say. Exactly. Absolutely, you've got these super OP characters in Leafa and uh, Sinon and Asana, and they're all just exhausted. And yeah, think you pu they put a dent in these character these red characters. And in all actuality, they didn't do anything really. Right. Yeah, because that's the crazy part too is 
who's to say like these Americans and Chinese and Koreans were having fun just freely killing whoever they wanted and they could just go make another new character and just start all over. Yeah, I I am curious. We'll never find out, but I'm curious if it was just like the same person just kind of constantly going back in like, oh, man, I died with that character. Let me go in and be this guy. Let me carry a javelin and do this and yada, yada, yep. yada. Yeah. I mean, I know they came in waves, but that still doesn't mean that, you know, they couldn't have came in multiple times. So yep. it was they were screwed and it was a real legit, you know, part of the show. And I thought it was really good. Yeah, I, I thought it was really good. And I mean, you got to see some awesome characters with uh, Sinan and Asuna and Leafa and just seeing those characters as like God characters in the underworld. And I will say Asuna's, um, what is it, Stacia, I think was the goddess that she was portraying. Yep. Uh, that character design is kind of, I don't want to say iconic because that's a little too much, but it's definitely uh, like when you see it, you absolutely know who that is. Right. Yeah, it, was, it definitely fit Asuna's like just character style. Yep. And at the same time, it was like uh, godly enough to know that you knew it was important and some kind of OP character. Yeah, definitely. I'm kind of I'm a little jealous of Bryce. I want a uh, Asuna got a Stacia figure. It's a super awesome looking figure. Yeah, I remember him showing us that. That looked pretty sweet. Yeah, it was really cool to see all that to see all them and their fights. I'll be completely honest. I kind of just zoned in and out of it. Nothing super emotionally investing in any of the in any of it beyond Asuna fighting. Um, like Leafa telling that uh pig orc character uh lopin lopillin lopillin yeah lopillin that you know oh no you're a human i get where leaf was coming from where you know to her where she's been playing mmorpgs her entire life i mean technically everybody could be a human to her because you never know uh just like that funny moment that you had brought up when we were talking about sao where that guy was playing a girl and then <laughs> is a guy um so y you never know guys can be girls girls can be guys you can have obviously we don't have orcs and dwarves and all these other characters that we have in our rpg games that it's not real so just be it got to be a human in there somewhere right yeah i mean if basically what it came down to is you know if, if you can talk you can communicate with me yeah you're you're as much human as i care yeah so it, it, it was good character development because you know i really enjoyed the fact that while they were meant to hate the people from the dark territory they didn't hate them they didn't just have prejudice against these individuals because they were supposed to um while yes war is hell uh they started actually having feelings for the people on the other side right yeah especially in the in the events of uh the pugilist and uh Shida from synthesis 12 you know them getting like the little love relationship just through their battle yeah it's speaking of i really i so much enjoyed uh her curse kind of breaking with the fight between him i i thought it was good uh it was kind of a light lull in the series that was kind of needed because if you didn't have that it kind of felt like everything was just non-stop fighting right yeah because as soon as as soon as the humans came in it was just so much happening at once 
and you really needed to pull back a little bit and she just soared, you know, dissolving because she no longer wants to officially cut down everything she sees. Now she wants to kind of protect this one individual for a little bit of, I don't want to say emotion because there's plenty of emotion going on, but like this was just a, you know, just a good change of pace. Yeah, I'll agree. It was emotion, but it was just a, like you said, it was a good change of pace emotion that happened in this oh let's go back i want to bring up one quick thing with leafa okay i i did like that like she was the only character that was able to like regenerate her own health and didn't she like also lose a limb and she was able to regenerate it back through her own powers from alfheim and stuff like that uh not through alfheim so her ability as so she had temporarily used terraria an account in because of that character she had the ability to basically regenerate uh at will was that a underworld ability or was that her ability from that was an underworld ability from the character that she was portraying okay because i guess i only kind of bring that up because we saw that like sheenon was able to bring out her rifle from gun gale yes i think leafa looking the same way that she did within elfheim is the same thing that Sinon did with bringing her gun out and just in that manner I'm not 100% sure though well either way I thought it was cool that she was able to bring out that kind of ability because if it's one thing that was pretty prevalent in this show is don't get too attached to your limbs because they will fall (laughs) off yes unless you're Kirito and then uh, you can just reattach them multiple times yeah that was strange too (laughs) but god damn like every episode, people were losing limbs left and right. Like I said, this was not meant for kids. Okay. Eyeballs getting obliterated, uh, limbs just getting cut off. So many times did just half a body get chopped off. Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, Kirito had it happen. Sinon had it happen. Like just everybody, it seemed like one one an episode, just half a body. Yep, someone's losing something. Like I can, like it was, it was definitely awesome the first couple of times, but <laughs> damn, they overplayed it quite a bit in this in the second half. They spend all their money on blood. Come on, hmm, they definitely. can't make. Uh, so I will say, as far as the the humanoid characters are concerned, once they got into it. The I don't want to say the series took a downturn, but it was more enjoyable with the Integrity Knights than it was with the uh, human characters. I 100% agree. The introduction of the humans, I feel very split on because it kind of takes away from like that magical lore that we come to expect out of the Underworld. And like yeah. you want to see the Underworld do their stuff and you want to see them get their help and you want to see them win. But then as soon as the humans came in, they completely overtook like the storyline and it was kind of like, okay, well, now we know they're going to kind of win. And I don't know. Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. It it just kind of, I get the, the humans coming in as the bread characters. And then when the humans came in, the Japanese humans came in to kind of help save the day, like all the emotion just kind of went away. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of how it, yeah, that's exactly how it went. I get it. But at the same time, like you didn't need it. I wish they could have too much. I f- yeah, I feel like it was too much. I wish they could have just had like Leafa and Sinon and uh, Asuna come and just kind of take over a couple waves and that emotion could have still been there. Right. They wouldn't have gotten overpowered the way they did. And I get it. I feel like this 
section was better in the light novel than it was within the anime, to be completely honest. Yeah, I, I can see that. Without probably, re- yeah, it was going to be funner to read than it would be to see because there's no emotion when you're watching things happen that quickly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So then I guess one of the major things that we haven't talked about yet is Kirito coming back. Um, yeah, this motherfucker's been MIA for, what, three quarters of the anime? Yeah, I did enjoy their explanation as to why he didn't come back. Uh, It made sense. Basically, he was in so much grief that his flucklight, as they call it, couldn't come back. He he didn't want to come back and essentially suffer more because I feel like that's what he believed what would have happened if he came back is that he just would have continued to suffer instead of being the Kirito that we know. Right. Yeah, that's a lot of uh, emotional trauma and physical trauma that he went through in the underworld where he lost Yu-Gi-Oh and fought so hard. What? It's it's not even just Yu-Gi-Oh, but it's as we saw when he was kind of going through his past where it was it wasn't just the underworld. I feel like that was a catalyst to it, but it was everything. It was all of SAO. It was all of Elfheim. Everything just kind of stacked on top of it and he couldn't take it anymore. Right. Yeah, especially when it came down to you know him being the good guy and actually, you know, taking the lives of other people like Scarface was trying to, you know, show. Yeah. I- so I get it. Um, so Kirito came back, came back in God mode. I don't know how I feel about that. I didn't like the fact that you could fly super, super fast. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just he became the administrator. That that's what it is. That's that's how I'll logic it. Sure. Yeah. So between the fight with Scarface, as we like to call him now, and Gabriel, which of the two did you like better? Um, I kind of want to do Gabriel Vecta okay. because. You know, he did have a pretty sweet transformation in the end. Okay, super anticlimactic finish, but yes. Right, right. I don't. Uh, Gabriel turning into that like demonoid kind of thing kind of gave me uh, Black Clover vibes when yes. you know you got uh, Asta's demonic shit going on in the background. You kind of have that that base figure. And that kind of kind of looked like it. I get that. I can completely understand what you're talking about. I personally like Scarface's fight better. It was more of a sword fight than the BS, like, super fast flying and all this other stuff that was going on. So I think that's why I liked it better. Um... You had Kirito's emotion going on when he logs all the characters out. Yeah. And then just kind of turning that guy into a tree, I thought was was great. Is justice. Yeah, when he turned Scarface into the Gigas tree. Yeah, that was, yeah. It was very interesting. Yes. Uh, sp- so I asked you about that one. Do you have a favorite fight overall? Uh, earlier when I was saying with Bercoli being okay. one of my favorite fights, when he was able to slash backwards in time. Okay. I thought I... that was a, just all in all, I thought it was just a fun fight because it wasn't, it wasn't like overpowered in a way, you know, he had a fight for it. And when he finally got it, it still wasn't enough. Yeah, I completely understand. I was actually, so when I was watching this, I was thinking of questions and one of my questions was going to be besides like the Kirito and Gabriel fight, which one is your favorite? But the fact that you answered not that one, I think is a pretty pretty good. Or you, uh, did you have more thoughts? No. 
Um, I personally, I think my favorite fight is the Scarface one against Kirito. Uh, yeah, it was fun. To be completely honest, I thought it it had everything that we wanted as far as Sao is concerned. Right. I'm looking. I'm looking at my notes, and in episode twenty, when Kirito is fighting Vector, I put uh, he turns into a demon and takes Planet's energy for a spirit bomb, and then <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh's spirit comes out of the sword. That's funny because I thought of Spirit Bomb too when uh, yeah. Kirito's sword was gathering energy from the world. I'm like, oh, look, it's a Spirit Bomb. Yep. So super iconic right there. Yes. Uh, can't can't blame him on that one. It, at least his sword does do that. So it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Gigas trees coming in, sucking all the power. So you can make it work. Yes. And then I guess one other part that we sh- we do need to talk about is just the last three episodes with Alice in the real world as an artificial intelligence robot walking around being Alice. Right. I'm happy it happened because I expected it to. I needed to see Alice come back to the real world somehow. I didn't expect her to be as humanly fluid as she was. You know, she was like a perfect android. Okay. But it's okay. It's anime. I'll buy it. it even though they're <laughs> trying like you know this is 2026 yep and here we are with our, a realistic ai in our world well and, so by, the, and by the way we put her in a perfect android body that looks exactly like her yeah. i will say Higa does foreshadow that they have the capabilities they just didn't have ai to be able to use the capabilities right right but yeah i mean they were kind of Hinting at that one with Ichi Amon and Niemon. Yep. So I've, that's why I expected them to be, you know, a little bit more robotic, but it, it was still okay. I, I liked it. So yeah, Alice comes to the real world. She's giving all these press conferences and she's handling them like a, you know, a true diplomat. She's being great about it. You know, we already made a joke about one of our favorite scenes in the beginning about the brains. Yep. And. I did like also that we needed to see her with the necessity to be plugged into a wall by a cord so that she can keep herself powered. Yeah, because if she didn't get powered, it's like, so is she just like walking around with nuclear power somehow in this tiny body? Like, that's not possible. At least not yet. But yeah, it's it's a little far-fetched. Or she she got like a a solar panel on top of her head and constantly pulling (laughs) in power. They, they, They made sense. I like it. Yep. Do something. And then I thought it was pretty funny when she shipped herself to Kirito's house. Yes. Um, talk about an expensive shipping bill. Um, oh, yeah. That thing had to been heavy as fuck. <laughs> and then, they, yeah, that uh, carrier couldn't have been very happy about what was going on right there. Yeah, right? <clears throat> like, well, what am I lugging around? A dead body or what? <laughs> Huh, you're not far off. I was, so when I watched that, I'm like, what? She could have, like, got a ride for something. What? What? Why? It, it was definitely interesting. And it made it was different. And it was appreciated that much. But yeah, of course, it might be a little bit more realistic if she just changed her clothes, put her hair up, wore a hat, and just traveled <laughs> over Maybe there. put some sunglasses on or something. I, I don't know. Right? Just She knows where like he lives. Right? Yeah. Just act like you're avoiding the paparazzi like everybody else and just <laughs> but she okay. does she doesn't need to breathe so she can ship herself in a box so i guess full circle I, I, true, there we go true. now we know why she did it <laughs> yeah, that's still funny yes i i completely agree um for me i thought the last three episodes were needed like you said basically took the words out of my mouth it was all needed it was all good and it all made sense and that's really all we needed out of that right yeah and i also appreciated the fact or the moment when kirito brought alice to the 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 dojo and they had a 
quick little real life spar and then they break swords immediately because they're <laughs> so strong well she is a robot so right yeah the entire time i was thinking like there is no way kirito is gonna win this one she's a fucking android she's got way more physical power right now so one thing i did think of and the only reason why i saw it or i thought about it is because i had recently semi-recently watched uh sao and he has a sparring match with his sister and does terrible why do you think he didn't do terrible this time around interesting yeah because this time i mean he was still kind of much like sao where they were you know trapped for a long period of time essentially you know mimicking what a coma would do yep and this time he was in a short-lived coma, so maybe his body didn't degenerate that much comparatively. Okay, but it, I don't oh, think he he did yeah, terrible, cause it, right? Because in Elfheim he wasn't, yeah, you know, he was moving around like a normal body. Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess he had two hundred years to in underworld to practice, so maybe he was just that much better than what he was back in the Elfheim days. I guess one thing oh. was up. I was gonna say, yeah. Uh, speaking of two hundred years. You know, this dude's lived many, many lives compared to a normal human. So back when he was having that conversation with his parents about what he wanted to do with his college life and beyond, I was like, I really hope his parents don't like overlook the fact that, you know, he's lived for 200 years, you know, much longer than his own parents. Like this Kirito's got to be packing some major (laughs) wisdom right now. Sort of. I I guess he did talk to his father in a good way. That's true. Right, right. It still worked out in a, in a positive way, yeah. So Yes. One thing I do want to say before we we get too far, as far as the explanation on why he can use a sword, the only thing I can think of was it was imprinted on his soul because he was, he was using his soul as a means to play in the underworld. So maybe the fact that it was imprinted inside himself versus just in his mind maybe i that's the only thing i can think of yeah i see where you're going with that and i i can i can play with that yeah again anime logic to anime logic is all yeah. all i can do with that one yeah um one thing that i wish that they would have done just a tiny bit more in the final episode because they you know they dropped it in was a uh, kirito's copied flux light i cannot right. wait to see essentially kirito versus kirito in the next season because you know that's got to happen i don't think so i don't think it's going to no? be a verse i think it's going to be he is going to use his soul to help himself in the real world and in the underworld. Okay, I can see them working hand in hand, but uh, I will be surprised if there's not going to be at least one scene where he's fighting himself. Because, like, I, I don't know, s- maybe they're maybe they're going to have a slight difference in morals somewhere, and then they're going to have a misunderstanding because of it, and then they'll come together in the end, and they'll work together, and they'll save both worlds in the very end. But I do want to see them essentially fight each other for a second. Okay, I can see that because if we remember with Kirito and Higa talking yeah that too that so they had their three criteria it was asana alone asana and kirito and then kirito alone yep obviously we know it's kirito alone so maybe a real life kirito will attempt to fight against um our vr kirito for the fact that kirito is going to attempt to save both worlds and then he's going to realize it's himself and then he's going to try and only save the underworld or he's going to try to convince himself to save the to save both i can see either happening right next didn't the copied kirito only had an interest in the underworld only for the fact that it was him it was him by himself Right, right. So yes, that was what the copied Kirito's goal was 
and that was to save the underworld yes okay yeah so lots can happen and i'm very excited for it yeah it's gonna be hopefully we'll we'll get something but like i had said earlier maybe they're waiting for the light novel to conclude so that they don't have to do any filler or anything along that lines and they can stay as true to the light novel as they have been as they can uh like i said we haven't read them so we can only speculate at this point right is there anything else you want to talk about unless you want to go a little bit deeper into more expectations out of the next season yeah go for it well I guess what I was saying about Kirito, those are my expectations for the copy itself, at least. Okay. So we know this underworld is advanced enough to at least travel through space, and there's going to be space monsters. Yep. So are we going to be talking about contact with more planets? Are we going to be talking about an invasion of another kind of similar planet or something my question is where the fuck are these things coming from exactly that's what i was thinking too like i can't imagine when the underworld was created that they thought so far ahead that there should be an outside civilization so far away no they thought of to the stress test and that was it. Like, that was their end goal was the stress test. Right. Yeah, that wasn't supposed to be. Yeah, it was supposed to be like a hard reset or a start over or whatever after that. And then, like, mimic it. And now we're on fucking space monsters. Yeah, no idea. I, I wonder if we find out a way that the seed somehow got in infused into the underworld, which we did see Kaiba. So it is potential that that's what they were inferring to maybe i don't know how that would happen if this is supposed to be a super secret ip address but uh, this is sao so weird things have happened like maybe kayaba had some because you know we we see as a copy of his consciousness already present so maybe he's responsible for outside forces or maybe it's going to be an ultimate fusion of all of the seeded stuff and everybody's going to live in one multi-plane world where multiple dimensions can coincide and cross and i don't know yeah that would be that would be interesting to see. Got to wait for the next season. Uh, I I really have no idea what's going to happen because they left little glimpses and it is absolutely nothing like anything we've seen. The only thing we can guess is that we're going to go to the cathedral and uh, Alice is going to see Silka, her sister. Yep. And that that's really all I can be like, oh, yeah, no, that I feel confident in saying that. Everything else is going to be like, uh, let me throw some uh, mud at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, uh, I just all I can do is just hope that it's going to be a banger of a season because we got high expectations now that alicization was you know pretty much a huge success in terms of its story yeah i will say alicization 100 percent redeemed sao as far as content is concerned uh for anybody that wants to kind of crap on sao they haven't watched this because while yes there's some flaws this is not something that you can just be like oh yeah no it's terrible yada 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 this you you just want to shit on sao because it's easy yeah yeah it's a fantastic series for a reason don't hate it because it was overhyped with sao1 so yeah and plus i'm just excited to see more like we saw tisse and ronier 
flying those jets in the end and you know 200 years have passed by and they're still alive as well so i'm curious to see well it's been more than 200 years because it's been yeah plus yeah yeah two weeks of kirito being in a coma plus whatever the time frame in which it took uh him to go out of coma to go home and then finally find the secrets of alice just walking into his room in a t-shirt uh <laughs> That's how yeah. uh, So I was just like, um, uh, all right, just crossing all those lines. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah def- what you're what you're getting at is in those two weeks or so that has passed by with them in the real world, hundreds of more years have passed by potentially in the underworld. So like I was saying earlier in this episode, technology has advanced really far and we have no idea. And the, everybody's T. San Roni has survived the entire time. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of the next season, do you so? For a finish, do you think this is going to end in a harem where Kirito basically ends with everybody? Or do you think he's going to only end with Asuna as essentially the person he's with? I do think he's going to have Asuna as his as his main girl. And okay. he's going to have Alice right there fighting for him <laughs> the entire time. Okay. Um, And it's just going to be... I just think ultimately he's going to stay with Asuna. I don't think he's going to have any romantic feelings towards anybody else, even though there's going to be pushes for it with girls and it's going to come off as a harem in that aspect. But yep. as far as the real definition of a harem, not quite. Okay. I like that. I, I want to agree. I think, think they've done everything they can to be like yep everybody loves kirito but he only has romantic feelings for one person and that's yep so right that's how i feel okay yeah so anything else you got as far as sao is concerned no i think i'm good at that point all right um so then i just kind of want to talk about just quickly what you're watching right now since it's probably it's been a minute since we've talked about anything as far as what we're watching is concerned just uh anything that sticks out to you anything you want to talk about like on the side yeah uh either with short flights or uh just something you're watching on the side um i guess i'm only watching a few things on the side i know if our listeners listen to our summer impressions totally in love with zom 100 <laughs> uh, okay. if, if you're following us on short flights i am falling in love with reign of the seven spell blades okay uh it's we're halfway through the season so every it's just so good i'm so happy i started that yep and you know i'm following you guys with bleach and so you are current on bleach almost I've, okay i've been on vacation for the week and a half so i gotta catch up a little bit but oh man you so as of august 13th the the latest episode man episode 19 is who um you you can watch my reaction uh, anybody who's listened to us this far watch my reaction to bleach it is just amazing uh absolutely amazing this last episode i like immediately want to go look for a figure of what happened in this last episode because oh interesting is just remarkable it's so good absolutely so good all right well that's that's encouraging yes and then uh on sundays we have jobless reincarnation yep um same deal you know i was on vacation so i'm not 100 caught up but i did watch what four episodes of it so far and i'm enjoying that one not as good as season one but definitely good uh right. from what i will say for jobless yeah i can agree it's still interesting i'm still gonna watch it so i'm happy yep, yep. but yeah other than that um i think that's all i'm watching so far okay so what about you what are you watching on the side oh man um i don't know 
what happened, but apparently I just decided I wanted to go on a isekai kick and watch like everything east not actually everything isekai, but a bunch of isekais. And of course, you know, I wanted to watch the ones that had the absolute longest names possible. <laughs> So the the cheat skill one, so I watched that one. That was pretty good. Uh, I watched uh, World's Finest Assassin. I enjoyed that one quite a bit. I think I binged that one in like three days. So uh, we'll say I really must have enjoyed that one if I watched 12 episodes in three days. And then I watched, uh, I'm like trying to stay current on Liar Liar, which... For anybody that's checked out any of our other episodes, that was one of our reaction episodes for the podcast. Uh, just trying to stay current on that one. Uh, it's pretty interesting. I keep getting no game, no life feels without for whatever reason. Okay. Uh, so then the, the last one that I've been watching the past few weeks is the aristocrats otherworldly adventure serving gods who go too far that was fun they leave it on a super cliffhanger so i'm curious when we'll get a season two on that one the assassination the world's finest assassination born as an aristocrat was probably my favorite of the three uh very very good interesting characters uh interesting world but just watching more isekai stuff and yeah i don't know what it is apparently i decided i have a bunch of free time somehow and i've been just been watching anime oh there's nothing wrong with that because you're obviously getting a lot of great entertainment in. <laughs> yes, I, I do completely agree. Um, so if anybody's looking for any recommendations, probably the last one, which was, or excuse me, the world's finest assassin gets reincarnated as an aristocrat would probably be my favorite of the three. Um, okay. if, any, if anybody hasn't checked it out, check it out. It's pretty good. All right. Yeah. Uh, we gave everybody a small list of recommendations right there. So... <laughs> That's a great anime. Yeah. And that's all we got for this episode of Anime Lounge Podcast. Thank you so much for listening this far. Please subscribe to us on anywhere you are listening to us. Also, check out the anime show on Facebook and Instagram. It's a great time to check them out because we're getting towards the next coming season. So seeing everything that's going to be coming out next season, uh, then all the other awesome anime content that they have on there. Also, please drop us a comment if there's some interesting facts from the light novel that we didn't talk about i absolutely want to know i know lance really wants to know as well would love to hear anything that we're missing out from the light novels and drop us a like on this episode have a good one later guys